The 2021 Red Sky predictions span the digital and social media space, healthcare and technology, the workplace and travel. And each prediction analyzes the communication challenges and opportunities posed by the global pandemic. I'm Nancy Anderson, and this is the Red Sky Fuel for Thought podcast. In this second episode of a three-part series, we take a look at three of the 10 global trends that will shape the integrated communications and PR landscape over the next year and beyond. Richard Clark, Executive Director at Red Havas UK, joins Rachel Sansom, Managing Director at Red Havas UK, to discuss In Comes the Vax Influencer. The vaccine rollout calls influencers and brand marketers to action and everyone is watching. Get out and get the vaccine is the new get out and vote for influencers. They'll also examine the 5G factor prediction. 5G isn't just about speed and it's changing the way people work and live. The third prediction the pair will discuss is brand experience becomes sensational. The brands that create the most meaningful experiential moments in 2021 will be the ones that leverage sensory limitations as an opportunity for creativity instead of being restrained by them. We'll pass it over to Richard and Rachel to get the discussion underway, and then you can read the full 2021 Red Sky Predictions report at redhavas.com. So Rachel, of the of the 10 trend predictions for communications in 2021, which are your standout ones? Well, I think the three that I personally um, like the most are the uh, Vax influencers, which I think is a really interesting development. Um, mm-hmm. I think the 5G factor is a great one because it's something that is just going to kind of seep in and organically affect all of our lives. Mm. Um, And then also um, the sensational experiences, because I think how brands play in experience will be forever changed due to the pandemic. So let's just um, unpick each of those a little bit more. So taking the first one in comes the Vax influencers. What's most interesting to you about this trend? Well, I think, um, you know, we identified this trend um, when we were doing our research, but we've also really see it come to life um, in terms of what clients are looking for and then also what's going on in the outside world um, in terms of COVID at the moment. So I think, you know, the whole influencer sphere is something that has to date been something that's been more associated with very consumer-led brands, um, you know, health, beauty, FMCG, et cetera. Um, But I think what has been really interesting, particularly in the UK, is the way that even government have used influencers to try and put the uh, vaccine message across. I think this has been particularly true with the BAME communities where we have seen government get together high-profile members of that community to talk about the safety and efficacy Um, of the vaccine. Um, But I think what's also interesting is the way that we've seen this play out in terms of some of the healthcare briefs that we've been seeing. So while healthcare companies have historically wanted to use influencers for OTC products, etc., it's always been an area that they've been quite tentative in. We are now seeing, you know, it become a full area of their mix. And, you know, many briefs from pharmaceuticals, which are totally influenced on that sphere. And how do you, you know, how do you utilize that for the good of the the product or the product benefit or explaining efficacy? Um, And I think, to be honest with you, the pandemic is just going to change the influencer space for good. Um, I mean, we'd already seen cynicism around some of the mass influencers 
um, you know, in terms of how they were uh, kind of like liaising with brands if they didn't seem authentic. And I think, you know, authenticity, even though it was important before, will become even more important post-pandemic for two reasons. A, everybody's looking for authenticity as, as sort of part of our emotional reactions to things due to the pandemic. Um, B, um, you know, I just don't think kind of mass influencers who are literally just for hire are going to cut it with consumers anymore. I think C, obviously in the healthcare space, there has to be a deep authenticity around, you know, what people are talking about in the influencer sphere in relation to a healthcare product. Um, and so I do think the pandemic as a whole will change the influencer space actually for good and kind of shake out some of the perhaps less desirable practices um, that we've seen. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, the step forward has been how influencers have been used, particularly in the UK, to really deliver hard public health messaging, um, which I just think has been incredibly interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out as we move through the pandemic and then what the greater implication of that is for the, um, you know, influencer sphere as a whole. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like then, so you really think that influencers can actually play a credible role in delivering the right message and ultimately, you know, particularly when it comes to in the healthcare space, is a change public perception um, I, I required? Think, yes, I think so, as long as it is the right influencer. And actually, I mean, I think the members of the BME community that the government have got together to really talk about the vaccine and the efficacy in that community, which is, we know in the UK is quite resistant mm -hmm. to vaccine take up has actually been really impressive. But uh, I think let's that be a lesson to all of us as communicators in terms of, you know, ensuring that we work with influencers with um, authenticity as we mm -hmm. move forward, which we've always tried to do, but we always know that, you know, there's, there's always been, you know, some mismatches in terms of brand and influencer, et cetera. So I'm hoping I'll actually, ultimately, it'll just bring more rigor to the whole influencer sphere, which I think will be a good thing for, brands, organisations of any type, um, and the and the communications industry, actually. Mm -hmm. Watch this space, influencers as a force <laughs> for good. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, so then, um, so the second trend you mentioned um, is the 5G factor. Um, now, obviously, 5G, the 5G technology is here in some countries um, within some capacity. So what is it about 5G and sort of 5G as an innovation and technology that, um, that excites you? Well, I think, um, you know, it's, we don't, I think the thing that excites me is we don't actually know all the implications of it mm -hmm. because it is going to be so transformational. So while there is an element today that we can sit here and go, well, it will allow us to do this, like it will allow driverless cars to operate, you know, more successfully. I think actually where it could take us technology wise is still a bit of an unknown sphere. And I think that's quite mm -hmm. exciting. I mean, we have seen obviously 5G used for not so good, you know, so in China, there are reports of face recognition, et cetera. Um, and, you know, that's a little bit frightening. And that's something that obviously in the Western world, we're going to have to keep an eye on in terms of, you know, making sure it's used for appropriate use, basically. Um, but I think the latitude for brands is huge. I mean, I think that, you know, the obvious thing is it's going to allow people to be 
actually immersed in virtual experiences, um, you know, probably in some sort of 3D way. I don't exactly know how that would happen. I mean, you know, Oculus uh, headset is an obvious way, but they haven't really, you know, uh, taken off. No doubt there will be technology that catches up with what 5G allows, um, you know, allow will allow people to do in terms of experience, etc. Um, so, yeah, I think what is exciting is that we don't really know what it looks like at the moment. But I think the only thing that I would say is I, I worked in telecoms just as we were jumping from um, jumping into 3G, which is obviously about 10, 12 years ago now. And mm-hmm. um, I remember having to do a presentation about what 3G would mean. And we didn't really know other than it was going to make things a lot faster. And then, you know, if you look at things like the iPhone wouldn't have been able to be realized without 3G and then the leap to 4G and then that what that enabled in terms of speed. So I do think the future is very exciting. And as I said, I think the obvious implication for brands is how it will allow more immersive experiences, although there will be, you know, other implications across um, product space like driverless cars, etc. Mm-hmm. And are there any brands then in so you know, who've kind of dipped their toes in the water of 5G or have sort of used 5G in an interesting way to date? Uh, well, I think there's a, I mean, EE obviously um, are kind of leading the charge in terms of 5G in their overall proposition in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I think they've brought that to life really interestingly in two ways and that they used uh, virtual influencers for the BAFTAs last year. Um, and I, and they were able to kind of transmit those virtual influences through their platform successfully. And I don't think that would have been successful without having some 5G available, although it was available on 4G as well. And then they've really taken that up to the next level by talking about immersive experiences with Rita Ora in their advertising. So they are kind of leading the charge in terms of giving us a taste of what it could look like for brands, basically. Um, and I think they're out there ahead of anybody else, particularly in a UK context at the moment. But I think, you know, as I said, there's a lot to play for. And I think we're still kind of really shaking out exactly what it looks like and exactly what mm-hmm. it means. Yeah. I mean, in the report, we do talk about um, what well, you summed up quite nicely, which is, you know, like how does a pop star in your pocket sound, which actually is a really sort of lovely, simple way of essentially de- like showing the capability of 5G yes, technology. Yes, exactly. And I think um, this probably jumps into what we're going to talk about next, which is experience. But I think one of the things that will come out of the pandemic is people choosing how they want to experience things, you know, like live. People will want live. I think we're all desperate for some live (laughs) events at the moment. (laughs) However, you know, as somebody who has been to Glastonbury, there are years where I prefer to experience it through my TV. If that experience could be enhanced through um you know through 5g i would be very very happy about not having to camp in a field for three days but having an enhanced experience at home so i think in terms of how 5g interacts with experience it's going to be really interesting because the only way i'm going to get a 3d experience of something like glastonbury is is due to 5g basically Mm -hmm. yeah so there is then a role for you know, so think about the third uh, trend that you want to talk about. So brands uh, or brand experience becomes sensational. There's definitely a role then for virtual experiences when we've all been vaccinated and sort of we can go back to some form of normality at some point. Yes. I mean, as I said, I think, you know, we're all hankering for 
um, live experience at the moment because it's been such a long time since anybody's been able to have any. So no doubt that will become very, uh, you know, very at the forefront of um, consumers' choice once we're able to go back to normal. However, as I said, I think what we will see is consumers choosing to access experience in different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, so for example, if you had a brand sponsorship of Wimbledon, you know, part of that sponsorship may be of giving tickets to selected customers, selected consumers, etc. It might be now that you have to offer two versions, which is a very immersive brand experience that people might choose to access through home, as well as the live experience itself, because people may have preferences in terms of how they want to access that experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the shift that we're going to see in terms of experience. 5G will leverage what experience looks like. It will make it more potentially immersive. But yeah. I think people will, I think consumers will basically choose how they want to interact with different experiences. Live is always going to be important. But um, as per my Glastonbury example a while ago, you know, for a fact, for me, I'm a mum, I've got two kids, I still would like to experience Glastonbury, but maybe going to camp for three days isn't the most practical thing in the world. An immersive experience, I'd probably choose that at mm-hmm. the moment. So I think consumers are going to be choosing. And I think brands will almost have to have dual strategies in terms mm-hmm. of providing, yes, a live element, and that will never go away, and that will always be the special but also maybe there is an enhanced virtual element that they have to offer, um, you know, as well to kind of cater to their different consumers' needs, basically. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, this the that the third trend brand sort of experience becomes sensational. That so that trend also explores the sort of so it's not just you know the senses in terms of sight and sound. It's also other senses like taste. So yeah, yeah I guess. Um, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see how you can, the sort of psychology behind that um, and how you, you know, put a bit of the other senses into experience as well, particularly if it's, if they are virtual experiences too. Exactly. <laughs> it's, well, it's I mean, yeah. a challenge. <laughs> I know. I mean, and I, but I think, you know, we've already seen, you know, restaurants during the pandemic offering mm-hmm. eating in kits, et cetera, or offering, you know, they're doing virtual chef um kind of sessions you get the kit you cook with the chef but in the in your own living room and actually you know that's all to the good because it takes away super exclusivity basically I mean okay you're probably only going to go do it for a small group of people but you don't literally have to be at the chef's table so I think you know there's going to be I think there's going to be a lot of thought required through this by businesses and brands in terms of how they really capitalize on this um you know, say for a client, for example, that may have been, you know, sponsoring a restaurant festival, for instance, suddenly they don't, you know, when we go back to normal, they don't just have to be concerned with the physical people coming to the restaurant festival. There will be a challenge for them in terms of how they can offer that experience in a more virtual way as well, because people will now expect it, I think. So I think it sort of offers brands enhanced opportunity Mm Um, but also probably requires, a, you know, it will require a total rethink in terms of some of the ways that they have traditionally marketed as well. We've spoken a little bit about each of your three top trends from this year's uh, 2021 trends report. Uh, I'm going to ask you a bit of a, 
uh, a question that um, a bit of a desert island discs question in the sense that um, of those three, which one um, you know is your kind of top top one that uh, you think communicators really should pay attention to this year? Oh, that is tricky because the experience space fueled by five G is going to prove a really great opportunity, but as I said, a challenge for marketeers. But I think just from personal love, I'm going to have to take facts influencers because mm -hmm. I just think it's a really interesting space. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out in healthcare. And as I said, I think it's going to make everybody raise their game in the influencer sphere. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that one to the desert island. Thank you for joining the Red Sky Fuel for Thought podcast. We hope you'll join us again for more of the latest communications insights and trends from the team at Red Havas. Please make sure to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcasting app. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to rate and review today's show. We'd love to hear from you.